let's deal with this. The, you've just shot this um, uh, cantrip into it. It's been completely uh, imploded in on itself when it entered this space above this pillar, uh, this pipe. Um, and Biko, you thought you saw something else a little strange um, in regards to the, when the magic sort of entered that space, but you're not really quite sure what it was. Guys, guys, there's something funky happening with that. Hmm, yeah. It's like mm. when they describe things that I don't understand. It's just like that. There's definitely something going on here, isn't there? I've not seen that happen before with me old magic, if, I, if I'm honest with you. It normally would make a big boom. Well, yeah, Lovejoy, is it possible you didn't have enough gas in it? Like, really just... Ugh. Well, I am fairly tired. Well, I did take that knock to the old Ed Noggin earlier, didn't I? So maybe that's got something. But it's not, it's not a me thing, is it? Is it? It's a, that's the that's the whole point of why you asked me to throw the old cantrip in there, isn't it? Uh, you're you're welcome to give it another good try. Uh, Aristella's is all powerful. The, I I I doubt there's any magic you could throw at Aristella that he couldn't destroy. So it's destroying the magic, is it? Right. But jeez, that knock on the head must have been quite something. Um, there's there's like a uh, the doors to the church like slam open um, and you turn to see Todd running running in and he, can, he says oh I haven't missed it have I oh I haven't who did it who 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 did the who tested Aristotle oh g'day Tom how are you son love joy good uh, was it you did it, it was me it was me I've got to say that was fairly unexpected that was what did you think well I guess. Well, I mean, nothing really happened, did it? So I, I guess I thought it was a bit weird, really. And his face kind of turns a little. It's like, Wait, what do you mean weird? The, the power of Aristel destroyed your magic. Isn't isn't that amazing? It's unexpected. Yeah, it was it was a cantrip, though. To be fair, it wasn't like my best stuff. So uh, maybe I am in here at the right time. Have you got something even better for Aristel, Dari? It's okay for for one more, right? Uh, uh, and Dari uh, just. Nods. No, honestly, I, I don't want to cause any bother. I don't want to be flinging spells about, especially after old Billy Big Bollocks gave me a right serve for it back at the old boozer. Um, <laughs> Wilfred gave you a, a hard time? He did. He did. He basically turfed me out. He said, uh, don't be doing any of that in here. We don't want to see your magic. We don't want to wear your religious claptrap. Biko <laughs> seemed to get on well with him, but uh, the other two of us made a right pig's ear of it. Darius Darius nodding away. Um, well, Wilfred is one of the most pious amongst us, so it's it's only understandable he he didn't enjoy uh, magic on his. I mean, it's, it's tavern is literally called the broken wand to deter um, people from using magic. He walks in Aristotle's shadow. He uh, that's he does oh, what Aristotle wants of all of us. Oh. Oh, right, gilding that. That explains a few things, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What does it explain? Well, what? he's all about his lord and saviour, isn't he? Just the way you are about yours. So he, he doesn't want you bringing up, you know, old Pelor, does he? He doesn't want to be thinking about that. What is it? I don't understand why you wouldn't want to hear about Pelor. I mean, I mean so... because he is a devout follower of another religion, you plonker. <laughs> uh, mm. You might have a point. But you know, I feel like Del Boy. <laughs> yeah, oh, hold on. So, why aren't you allowed to do magic? Like, you've got this um, Aristel that stops magic. 
Well, I mean, precisely. Uh, Aristel is clearly anti-magic, and we and we follow Aristel's guidance. Is he anti-magic, or does he just like like absorbing it? Pro-magic, as long as it's all over. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just likes. Do, who who talks to Aristel around here? No one's spoken to him. We're, we're this conversation with Aristel has been missing. Um, we well, how use, do you know he doesn't like magic then? Maybe he just likes to... You um, saw for your very own, with your own eyes. Maybe he likes to suck it up. And, well, let's not bring that kind of language into my church. <laughs> maybe, maybe he likes to absorb it. Maybe he's like, give me more. Well, he isn't Put it showing, in the tube. He doesn't show any signs of, <laughs> of wanting us to uh, put magic into into his void. It is true. Anytime, anytime anything magical passes through, it is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what I've found is with the God, you don't have to stand up for it. You know why? Because it's a God. I'm not standing up It doesn't up for need it. you looking after it. It should look after you. It's, look, I understand your hesitance, but let me ask you this. Why are you here in Caldera? Well, um, <laughs> well, uh, funny thing happened with some money. Uh, it got stolen from us by a little rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went into a tree. We went into the tree, through a cave, got hit on the head by a rock, ran away, and we ended up here. But I'm saying, why specifically here? You could have gone in any direction. Is that not right? Well, only if the... Um, thing took our money in in the different direction. We, I don't know. We, we got, just ended up here. We got lost, really. We, I mean, we we was going to come across a township eventually, and uh, it turns out it was uh, what did you say the name is this place is again, Cal- uh, Caldera. Cal- Caldera. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right. It could have been anywhere, but it's not. It's here. And you weren't guided here in any way, I, I, guys. I made that good decision. Remember, I'm like, hey, let's go that way. That's you right. It was big. That's true. It was big. Yeah. 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 Right. here. Yeah. 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 He took a punt. Here we are. Oh, good. Um, and Daria walks over to you, Biko, and sort of lowers down to, to your level in a non-confrontational way. Big smile on her face. Um, and she says, and Biko, what was it that guided you in that direction? Hmm. Well, I've spent a bit of time in the forest, you know, foraging and, and whatnot. And normally... One of the directions feels like it's going downhill a little bit. And normally that leads back to the village. And I was like, well, how many downhills can we have? This place felt the best, this direction. Okay. So there's uh, a few things that your characters will notice was that you walked uphill a long way to get there. Um, But also that you all felt that there was a very specific direction to this feeling of warmth and guidance Hmm. Um, so are you specifically um, trying not to mention that to, to Daria? Um, Biko would feel like it's easier to go in that direction. Like that's why he's describing yeah. it as walking downhill. Oh, Physically, right, right, we're right. going uphill. But like if you have any direction downhill is the easiest, gotcha, and he's using gotcha. that to convey his, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, that's the right so, way. So Daria says to Biko, Biko, the only way into Caldera is up. She's got you there. Feet-wise, yeah, but heart-wise. Ah, so you did feel Aristotle's guidance. I haven't felt that before, so I wouldn't name it myself. Would you, and she stands up to sort of address all of you, would you believe that 
everyone here in Caldera was once lost in the forests and found their way here through Aristotle's guiding light and warmth. Uh, <laughs> so I, I amazing, Grace. It's no surprise that you're here in Caldera if you were nearby. Well, no, because it was nearby. And she just she she smiles. Hold on, is there a, you ever go travelling? Um, we have some people who leave Caldera uh, for trade reasons, but oh, as so you'll, there's places nearby. As you'll find, you won't want to leave Caldera. You'll feel that yearning to return the moment you step mm. outside. It's like the Hotel California. <laughs> you know that one, Reagan? <laughs> I, do, I do know that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so it's a, quite a cosy place. Well, that, that feeling you that you don't want to leave. That feeling that guided you here. Now that she's brought it up, you're all suddenly aware that it is still there, um, but it's not so directional at this point. It kind of seems to be all around you. We're already here. Is that we like? We've made it. Mm. Is it warm? It feels good. Friendly. It, feels, it does feel good to be here. It feels secure. Yeah. It feels safe. I feel like Daria. If I can be honest with you. I've been looking for a place to call home for a while, a place to start my own business. And uh, I just get this vibe about Caldera that it could be a goer, you, you know. So I see what you're saying. And look, you're entitled to believe what you want to believe. But it certainly does feel like a lovely, lovely joint you've got here. And Gildan, please don't worry too much that you currently have a, a god that you call your own. Um, I'm sure once you, once you see and feel Aristotle, you, you'll understand that you won't need any other god. Have you seen him? I see him when I close my eyes. I, the warmth What's and he the, look like? The warmth and the guidance that sits in my chest constantly it lets me know that he is around me at all times. Does Pilor grant you that? Well, he mostly just talks about <laughs> light, um, candles and other forms of light. What's, what's Aristotle's position on tithing? Um, there's, there's, uh, we don't need anything because of Caldera. There we and... go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm starting a... to come around. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a gap in the market. So, I mean, it's good that we won't be competing in that way, you know. Um, Todd's getting a little bit fidgety and he's like, I was really hoping to see someone test it. I haven't seen it in such a long time. We're only allowed to test Aristotle when there are newcomers. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't lucky. missed out, have I? Uh, I think you might have, champ. Oh, uh, I'm a little bit naked, unfortunately, Tom. So uh, I don't want to be uh, here chucking bloody... Oh, I, could, oh, I could give you Scorching Ray, I suppose, if I... Do scorch oh, I, love, I love that one. With the, Everybody loves Scorching the, Ray. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at Captain Morley. Sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry, Todd. <laughs> I definitely don't have that. Everyone perked up at the beach and <laughs> Scorching Ray. Todd's so like clapping his hands. Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray. Maybe, Lovejoy, oh, you could try it just a little bit closer so you don't you know, run out of oomph on the travel to it. It's mm. not the oomph. All right. I just think. I was a wee bit distracted, you know, like, have you ever, like, had a nasty fall and then tried to do something yes. and then you're not as good at it? Yeah. 
You know what I mean. Yeah. Every morning that backflip, I've never landed one yet. <laughs> and, and how would you feel if after a, a, a crunching failure on the old backflip, I was saying to you, oh, do us a trick, do us another trick? Ah, oh, that's one of those things that people tell me to stop with my mouth talking. Thanks, love, Joy. <laughs> no, no worries at all. <laughs> um, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll chuck one more ray of frost in there, Todd. Todd, just for you, though, son. Todd's eyes like just go wide, and the smile on his face uh, is. Just... Is it because he got the name right for the first time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I haven't missed anything. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, and he's just, he's just like clasps his hands together and just like watches, looks, puts all of his focus towards uh, this void, this weird magical void. Um, surrounded by this sliced pillar. Oh, I probably failed to fire at that level, didn't it? That's a, what's that, it's a five plus five. No, no, that's fine. It's not exactly got a, a moving uh, thing. Uh, sorry, a stationary block doesn't really have a very high AC. So you managed to cast another ray of frost. Oh. Do you want to describe that as well? Sure, yeah. Um, Lovejoy kind of throws at his wrist with a pained expression and like is a grunt of exertion as this kind of icy blue light kind of emanates out of his palm and then shoots off towards Aristotle's gaping maw. Um, and just like last time, it passes through above that uh, sliced pipe. Um, and when it hits about halfway in between the front and the back, it just implodes and into, into nothingness. And Todd is ecstatic. He can't like he can't sit still, and he's running little circles around the church. He's like, oh, uh, oh my god, oh my god! It's always so awesome. Well, you should see it when it hits. <laughs> um, can I get a, just a perception roll from from the three of you? Mm, okay. Um, Biko, give me with advantage, please. We. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. After Biko said that there was something not quite, does that seem a bit strange about it? You're all focusing on a little bit more, especially because now that you've seen it once, you want to see it just in a bit more detail. You're really focusing your attention on what happens. Biko, for you, uh, it's plain as day. When that ray of frost entered at that sort of edge of that pipe, you saw the ray of frost drop by about an inch before continuing its path and then sh- very shortly after imploding in on itself. It was like, a spl- like it happened so fast, but you knew something was off and you were looking for it. And um, the other two, you saw something. Uh, there was something there. Um, you, But again, it was just too fast to really pick up on it. Flicker. Uh, Beaker's going to walk over to Lovejoy. Lovejoy! Down Right, I, I, I have gone up a while, haven't I? <laughs> Oof. Oh. I, saw, yeah. I, saw, I saw it disappear, Biko, yeah. It's, it's good, it's right? well weird. I mean, it's strange. Strange, isn't it? Um, can t- I pick up a stick or something? And oh, I'm, yeah. Can I try and poke it in the, in the tube? There's not many sticks lying around in the church, but if you've got something on you... Uh, yeah, probably a, um, a twig. 
stuck to me. Okay, sure, sure. Yep, there's there's a twig. It's just from all of that journeying through the forest. Yeah, one time, I mean, like, I've been going through a yeah, lot of crap. Yeah, like went through a tree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in your hair. You like pull this little bit of yeah, well, it, little stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you pull it out of his armor or something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a little stick, and I'm going to poke it into the the gap, the void. Daria's really <laughs> interested in, in what you, you're doing. She's, and she's, it works a lot better with magical items if you've got any. Um, and but you, what about a stick? Yeah, you push just that stick over the edge of that pipe and you can see plain as day that it just spatially drops about a, a half an inch down as you move it in mm-hmm. and out of the void. There's your problem. Um, Daria is a little confused, actually. She says, I've never noticed that, actually. That, that's yeah. odd. It's just dropping an inch. That's what that's what your problem is. And she, she reaches out and puts her hand into the void as well. And it, too, just drops about half an inch. And she pulls it back out. She's um, When Daria pulls her hands out, uh, Beaker's going to go check her hand medicinally. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, are you okay? That's the... Oh, Vico! He's no, going to no, count no. the fingers real quick. No, no, no! It's fine. Before, uh, before this church was built, people would even stand within the void to see if Aristotle would would speak to them. So it's it's fine. Ooh. It's it's totally fine as long as as long as I guess you don't have as long as you're not a magical you know, built from magic. Oh. What happens if you do put a magic item in here or something? They don't. They disappear? they don't work while within the void, but regain their powers uh, shortly after they have been removed. So someone built this tube? Uh, this, the, the the void has been here well before Caldera was ever established. And someone came along and said, let's build a tube around it. Well, this is, uh, we're getting into the history of Caldera now, uh, Gildan. Um, uh, the, 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 I'll give you the shortest uh, possible answer is once... Someone stood within the void. There were murmurings and whisperings. They were quite common uh, a few decades ago. Um, and maybe about a hundred years ago, quite common. And someone within that void heard clear as day the name Aristotle. And from there, we knew we had to uh, keep the void safe. So the, the pipe, the, the carving, was the first thing to be laid in place. We built a thing around it just just to symbolize its position um Mm, and then decades from there uh, the belief that aristal uh was all-powerful was was more than just a name was was something to be revered grew and thus the church was built around the pipe well okay well it's a nice church nice Mm. in town you got any more of these voids in town no, no, just the one. And I'm not sure if you've noticed, but it's square in the middle of uh, the valley we're in. Right. Phenomena. Yes. Yeah, mm. Oh, that's interesting, that is. Yeah. It's quite a localised effect, really. Not like Pelor, which is everywhere, but you know, <laughs> quite, quite quaint <laughs> and nice. <laughs> Maybe Aristotle and Pelor could be buddies. No, I'm sure they are. <laughs> so dismissive. <laughs> 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 um, Todd, by the way, he's still sort of buzzing from from seeing that take place. He's like, "Oh, oh, of course." Um, uh, Edric has decided since it's since it is getting late, um, and it is 
getting a little late. You arrived at Caldera sort of in the late afternoon, and by this point, the sun is already um, below the horizon. <coughs> um, Edric has decided to postpone the celebrations until midday uh, tomorrow, just so, so all the youngins uh, of, of Caldera can join in as well. Um, it is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Again, we don't, this isn't something that happens very often. Anytime someone new comes, we do the um, Aristel celebrations. We, we bring you into the, into the village. Uh, it hasn't happened for so long. Well, don't give all, all away there, Tom. I'll save some for tomorrow. Are we? Todd, yeah. Uh, I don't want it to be all laid bare for me now. So give us something to look forward to, isn't it? Oh, my lips are sealed. He's, he's clearly excited. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it is. It is getting on. It's um, it's mm. it's after six now. Mm. Um, it is getting. Where will getting we? Dark. Where will we pitch up, lads? Was there room at the end? Uh, the yes, there are. Sense, there are. There are a couple of rooms at the broken one. They're not used very often, but uh, I'm sure Wilfred can clean them out for you. Clean them out. Well, they, they're, they're often <laughs> the used. For, they're often used for storage, um, since we don't get a lot of people here. Oh. But they are there for when they're needed. Right. How many rooms has he got? Because I'm not sharing with these two. What? Why don't we share with me? Well, we just have our own rooms, won't we, lads? Be nice. After being on the merchant trail all this time, I would love a bit of my own space. Really? That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) If the place has got hallways, there's like a little room. I'll have the hallway. Oh, yeah. Hallway. Well, you you lads can go and bunk down the hallway, and I'll have a couple of rooms... (laughs) Maybe it's one of those rooms, those hotel rooms that's got, got the door but that goes between them. I can open up the door and have two rooms. And you guys can camp in the <laughs> hallway. Just full of, probably full of antiques. Wow, exactly. I could go and do some appraising for old Wilfred. Get on his good side guys. because I think he's a little bit... Uh, he's, he doesn't yeah. like us. No, he's no, a tetchy old fella. I'm sure he'll be fine. Just just don't bring magic into his premises if, if, if that's okay. All right. Okay. Don't break any more plates, Lovejoy. No, I Do won't. I, I actually break the what? plate on purpose so I could then mend it for him so I could show him. Oh. Oh, did you? So if you do it. break any more plates, just don't fix it. I won't break any more plates. I think we can. <laughs> well, but if you do. Cause... I won't. Don't worry about that. I can tape it up. Maybe. I won't break it. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. even we'll f- we'll have fix a contingency. It. You don't need yeah. to have a contingency plan for the plate because there won't be any breaking. Do you need okay, me to bring right. some, some some plates? No. Yeah, if yeah. we break any more, we no, just replace we them. No, we won't. Them. <laughs> 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 like, as a poot out of the game, I'm getting annoyed about the plates. Now. Let's get back to the end. Let's have a all right, all right. Yeah, you all guys, right, let's head off. You guys uh, exit out of the church. Um, Todd sort of lets you know he's got stuff that he's got to get done in preparation for tomorrow. He's very excited, so excited, uh, and, and darts off. Um, pointing you back towards the the northwest for where the tavern is, um, but that was uh, yeah. What what do each of your characters think about what they've experienced in that church? Well, there's, we've got this attraction towards this place. That's true, you know. Can't deny that. So we have been pulled here by this thing. Um, but as far as the magic disappearing, I think it's interesting, but I'm not as impressed as everyone else. Mm. in this town fair enough how about Biko what does Biko think of what he sort of saw in the church uh, Biko hasn't seen much of the world 
so he's happy to see all the things and learn the stuffs. Oh yeah. Um, and he's looking forward to the celebration tomorrow. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this is just normal, celebration's gonna be even better. So he's just thinking in his mind what the celebration is, and if it's gonna involve like throwing food down that pipe and like <laughs> making a fire and throwing it into the pipe and like running up and like kicking the pipe, and he's just trying to think of different different moves he should prepare for. You so, should jump on the pipe. I've I've seen yeah. that very well in. The world of Mario. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the world of yeah, Mario. Yeah, looking forward to things. Um, what about Lovejoy? I think Lovejoy's struggling to um, make sense of it all, really. So he had, like, quite... He got quite roughed up, and he's still not 100% better. And, he, and you know when you're a bit out of sorts, you mm. sort of kind of write a lot of stuff down to being out of sorts. So I think he's kind of thinking, oh, Jesus, this is, you know, it must be the whack on my head that's making me feel a certain way or something like that. But... Very curious about the no magic zone. I think he finds that very plausible. It could be a thing in the world, but doesn't necessarily connect it to a deeper spirituality or anything mm. yet, but is intrigued and is genuinely thinking, oh, I wonder if I could start my own antiquary, my boutique antiquary here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, all right, so what did you guys want to get done before calling it a night, other than obviously heading to the tavern? Um uh, I'd, like a, I'd like to attend a Greek wedding. <laughs> oh, now, now you're comfortable with the plate breaking. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you've gotten over as a player being annoyed with the plates, and now you're back. <laughs> it's it would be funny if that's the one thing we did. It's going to be something where it's just wall-to-wall -wall oh. plate smashing. That will be the celebration, I bet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, don't break the plates. We've got to do that They're for tomorrow. I hear them practicing Zorba the Greek in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys arrive back at the tavern. It's, it's pretty uh, empty-ish. There are a few people that are wrapping up, um, having their meals, having a few drinks, but people, uh, they see you coming. They're very excited to see you. Um, enter and there, there's people talking about the um, uh, the celebrations and how excited people are. It's been like a couple of years since the last one, so this is this is uh, very excited. Making sure they're going to be uh, dressed up. It's just a bunch of little communicate, little chats back and forth between each other. Um, Wilfred is is more than happy to um, give you all rooms. He just needs like a half an hour. He's just going to get his kids to help. Um, move some of the boxes out of the rooms. They're going to put them into like into their the master bedroom of the house. Oh, don't worry sure. about moving the boxes. I'll just sleep on them. <laughs> okay. Do worry. He's like, well, it's from, more about my room. It's more about what's in the boxes, not your comfort level. But uh, we can get it sorted. And before too long, the, he's prepared um, three bedrooms uh, for three. Yeah, one one for each of you. Lonely what a bloke. Yeah, what's the total? Thank you total so much. Capacity? What's the total? There are there's like um, a master bedroom and a couple of kids bedrooms, and then two guest bedrooms. But he's got the two kids in the one bedroom for for tonight um, to make way for you guys to have. Oh, it's not. We're not. It's not like sleeping in a kids' room, is it? Where there's like po like posters of Cristiano Ronaldo on the wall and skateboards hanging up and is it yeah, Pokemon soft toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much exact, and the bed's just a little too short. So maybe that's where yeah. Biko, Biko's in that room. I think. 
Yeah, like Beaker's going to actually walk for that one first because he's like, oh, yeah, I had a bedroom <laughs> once. Just like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and you will, yeah, you will make yourselves comfortable in the bedrooms. Are there th- yeah, is there anything you want to do before calling it a night? Or are we happy to have a long rest? Oh, I need a nap. I might Beaker's. head up Beaker for a mushroom drink to heal overnight. So it's a bit of a mushroom nightcap. Oh, so glad you asked, Lovejoy. I've got a funzy mushroom that was a little bit close to my body, so it's a little bit warm throughout the day, and <laughs> it's made it smell pretty good. So he's just going to work with his little herbalism kit there for a minute and add a bit of water and pass this pretty gross-smelling mushroom. Give me a medicine roll, please be calm. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Lovejoy dies. Big rolls the fourteen plus three for a total of seventeen. Okay, yeah, like it's a it's the kind of um, nightcap that will just send you to sleep. You can it's not alcoholic, but it has that same kind of um, calming. Yeah, it's like a carver that that he's put together. Yeah, yeah, Um, and it's it's only like a couple of minutes that uh, later that you're feeling the effects already. You're feeling. Pretty good. Pretty ready for to call it a night. Cool. Thanks, um, BK, me old mate. <laughs> yeah, it's good. With it. You it's will, good. <laughs> you will get uh, comfortable in the bedrooms. Um, lay down in the beds and close your eyes. And before falling asleep, you all, all three of you, are very aware of that uh, that warm that, that warm feeling. They call it Aristel. You're not sure what it is. But it is definitely, now that you're focusing on it, it's stronger here than it was when you first felt it. Um, And it's all around you. Um, And despite it being all around you, there is just a slight pull towards the church that you're you're all feeling. You know that it's in a specific direction and you're you're feeling that. Uh, And then you drift off to sleep. Um, Love, joy, sleep. A very deep, deep, full sleep. Um, and we're all going to level up. It's it's, uh, it's level two time. Woohoo! Um, level two. So what we'll do is we'll get through like uh, we'll do the level ups, and then um, then we'll have to take a little break, I reckon, and then get back into it and see what tomorrow brings. So let's. I'm just going to bring up. I don't know if you guys have got all everything in front of you that you need for a level oh, up. Cool. Wow. Do you want to click the stuff, or are you going to click the stuff? No, you you absolutely get to click the stuff. Um, I'm, click the stuff. <laughs> so let's start with uh, Shannon, since you're next. I can see you next to me uh, on the on the. Okay. So I'm just going. Um, as a cleric, I get channel divinity. Oh. So what's... you get, gain the ability to channel divine energy directly from your deity, Ooh, using shit. that energy to fuel magical effects. I have two such effects, turn undead and an effect. So hopefully there's a lot of undead mm-hmm. in this town. <laughs> How did you end up as and another necromancer? <laughs> I turn the undead. Oh, right, I right. I don't turn people undead. Oh, I, okay, I turn I see. them around. Yeah, gotcha. They have to run away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the opposite of a necromancer. Really. And an uh, effect determined by your domain, uh, which is Radiance of the Dawn, because uh, I'm a light cleric. Right, right. So starting at second level, blah, blah, blah. 
Oh, you can use your channel divinity to harness sunlight, banishing darkness and dealing radiant damage to your foes. As an action, you can present your holy symbol and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is dispelled. Additionally, each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw or it can take radiant damage to 2d10 plus cleric level. Oh, wow. Um, That's pretty strong for a second level ability, isn't it? 2d10 just to any enemy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably once a day, though. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I have to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> How often I can do it. Um, domain description. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Was there anything else for level two for you? Um, no, I don't think so. I just hit points. I guess uh, the yeah, just general divinity. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, who we got next? Uh, Lovejoy. Uh, I'm afraid you're going to send me. I uh, do you not want to go now. I'm just I'm just researching a little just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, okay. All right. We'll go over to Biko then. Um, uh, so Biko is going to be dreaming, um, and he's going to be thinking about his muscles. Um, and there was something that people said about the blah blah with learning with the physician. That he wasn't really paying attention, but he's like, oh, I could totally use those muscles for like really boosting it. Uh, and he's going to unlock cunning action. So he gains the ability on a bonus action on each of his turns to dash, disengage, or hide. Oh, okay, cool. Oh. Um, and I'll just click the things and do beyond. Great. Uh, so your sneak attack doesn't change. Your proficiency no. bonus doesn't change. It's just, for now, the cunning action. Cool. Okay. Um, and then we've got uh, Lovejoy the Sorcerer. Yeah, I think I think I get something called Font of Magic at second level. I tap into a deep wellspring of magic. Perfect place to be doing that mm-hmm. in Caldera, where it's hated upon. Um, <laughs> Uh, the wellspring is represented by sorcery points, which allow you to create a variety of magical effects. I have two sorcery points, and I gain more as I reach higher levels, as shown in the sorcery points column. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can use your sorcery points to gain additional spell slots, so essentially I can spend them on additional spell slots, or I can sacrifice spell slots to gain additional sor- sorcery points. There are oh, other ways right, to use right. your sorcery points as you reach higher levels. So at the moment, it would be stupid to sell a sell slot, sell spell slot for sorcery points, which I can only use to buy more spell slots. Oh, is that literally the only thing you can do with that at the moment? I think so. Yeah, I get I get some other stuff later on down uh, the track. Okay. And right. I think my HP has, thank Christ, it's increased marginally. <laughs> yeah. So you'll all you'll all get an increase in your. I've gone up by two. Did you roll for it, did you? Nah, it's just automatic. Oh, that was, okay, cool. Um, and uh, Lovejoy gets an extra first level spell slot and also knows one more spell as well. So don't forget to add those, uh, add another known spell to your um, list. Again, can't wait to bust out all these spells that are forbidden in the central <laughs> setting of the campaign. Well, I got a new spell slot too, okay. But no new level, just first level. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Let's just take a quick look there. If there's anything else that we need to look at, but I think that might be it. Um, is everything? Does everything make sense in D and D Beyond for you to be able to do that all and get your HP boost and go up to level um, two? And Christian, mm-hmm. does this count as a long rest? Do we click this, that button? This does count as a long rest as well. Woo! 
Um, so yeah, channel divinity is once per long rest. Uh, well, it says one per rest, is it? but I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, when you finish a short or long rest, you regain your expended uses. Ah, okay. I can't see a slot for it though. Um. Oh, really? Like on your uh, character sheet? Yeah. Like if I do it, does it? I'll just try it now. Okay. Does it fill up? Uh, Damn, that is a seriously powerful spell. But I suppose if it's only once per rest, that's makes sense. Hmm. That will be nineteen radiant damage. Yeah, that's a pretty good roll. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. It's almost full. Um, so that could be like five damage if you roll poorly for damage, right? Yeah. Yeah, or four. Four can yeah, be the lowest you go. If I'm because it's my level cleric level plus the two rolls. So if it's double one, yeah, it could be really low. What is the Domain description. Oh, here we go. Divine domains. What's your domain? Uh, light. Uh, light domain. So, oh, yes, I didn't get any new spells. You've still just got like burning hands and fairy fire. Yeah, so I got, yeah, I get those for free. And I've got uh, a reaction of warding flare. Is that new for level two? I, I knew this was coming, but <laughs> so when you're attacked by a creature that can be blinded. Within 30 feet oh, yeah. you, uh, that you can see, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack oh, roll. You can use this feature three times per long rest. It's clear see, it's that one's got little decent. slots. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to thanks to Pelor. <laughs> right, of course, of course. You're going to wake up in the morning with new powers thanks to Pelor, just to really rub it in the faces. <laughs> well, Pelor's visited me overnight. It's like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're woken up, woken up relatively early, uh, Biko and Gildan, probably not Lovejoy. Lovejoy is having just an amazingly deep sleep. Uh, Biko and Gildan, you just hear a lot of commotion outside. It's happy. There's a lot of happy voices. People are um, heading into uh, sort of south of where you are, sort of towards the church. You haven't really seen a lot of um, Calderi yet, so you're not really sure where these people are heading, but they're heading sort of south and they're carrying some um, food, like bowls of food and stuff. And some people are carrying uh, what look to be legs of chair, uh, chairs and um, tables that are going to be like laid out and put together and built on site because obviously they don't need a lot of this stuff day to day, right? So they're getting started early to, to start putting together um, what you assume is going to be Stuff for the celebrations. Where they taking them? Got deconstructed chairs. Well, you know they they just take up space. They just take up space uh, when you don't when you're not having big events, right? Hopefully, they beat us to death with those. (laughs) 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 Celebration turns sour. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, Eagle demands it. Biko and Gildan, you you both awake. Um, just to, just the sounds of like kids are out there laughing and and having a lot of fun running around outside as well. Um, and you sort of as you sort of wake up a bit more, you can hear a bit of noise coming from the tavern uh, underneath you as well. Uh, Biko is pumped, <laughs> and he's like, "This is the day! This is the day! This is the day!" And he's going to stretch poorly, and he's going to do a backflip. Okay, well, okay, well, give uh, me uh, an athletics roll. Can I do acrobatics? <laughs> give me an acrobatics roll, sure. Yeah. Uh, Does it matter? Rolls. <laughs> a three plus six for a nine. It's one of those oh, rolls. Yeah. 
you 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 do the full flip. You land on your feet, but you've got all of your weight behind you, and you kind of just stumble back and into the wall, like thud into the wall. But you landed it, like you landed it. Gildan, did you see it? Did you see? Like the door's shut, but he's still gonna try. Gildan. Yeah, yeah Gildan, you hear like all the what sounds. Was that <laughs> today. It was close. You're gonna get there. I just know it. <laughs> I just uh, come busting in through the door. I believe in you, Biko. Biko's going to be lying on the floor, just like waving with his like leg up by his face. Ah, you look, Gildan, you look good man. too. You look stronger or something. Ah, I can, I can limber you up if you want, like with a little, uh, little um, limber juice. I actually had a pretty good sleep myself. Uh, All my bones yeah. click. <laughs> you look, you look buff today, man. You, you did a couple of press ups at one point, I'm sure. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I think they're starting to show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Latent press ups. That's what I do. <laughs> Let's, uh, should we go wake up old Lovejoy or should we let him snooze it? Yeah, he likes being woken up early in the morning. Yeah. Let's go. I'll, I'll grab his feet this time. You grab the hands because it's close. You know, I don't want to be near his mouth when, when we wake him. Um, oh, right, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pico's going to sneak. Yeah, I'm going to sneak in too because. He likes a little bit of a Give surprise a in the rolls. morning. He loves that. <laughs> Give us stealth rolls, please. I have a disadvantage with stealth. <laughs> oh, Biko rolls a 14 plus 2 for a 16. And I rolled a 2 and a 5. All right. Well, um, Biko, you're light on your feet. And Gildan, you're trying, but every, like plank uh, floorboard underneath your feet just i've got my armor to, as well and your armor you just like, is light you're clanking and creaking the whole way over and who the fuck is that <laughs> like a walking lighthouse into your room oh he spotted us ah, good morning clowns what are you up to we're going to wake you up because what Gonna grab one of your feet. Don't you touch my foot, Beko. I'm touch your other foot. Get away Whoa. from it. Uh, Get away from it, you mongrel. Uh, another time, man. You love it. Yeah, I'm sure you liked I've it. Woken up angry, what? but feeling quite good. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's weird. I've woken up angry but happy. If that makes any sense, I feel Loved, I feel good within myself. Love Joe, you think back? Sure sparkling. You think back to other nights on the merchant trail where people have woken up like pissed off at Biko for like grabbing their feet and stuff. You, this is like your <laughs> this is your first time experiencing it, and you just can't help but think, "There's no wonder they left us alone in the woods." Um, yeah, hard agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going to pull out my arms box and I'm just going to open it up and say, oh, "If you guys could just pass it around amongst yourselves, and uh, any donations are most." Gracefully accepted from Pilo. He takes it and immediately passes it over to, to Biko. Biko's going to take it. And he's going to be so happy that um, Gildan said any donations. And he's going to get a little funzy mushroom out and just like jam it through the coin slot. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorite ones. I, I do like it. Pilo would like Thank it. Thank you. Your donation is very appreciated by Pilo. There's just a little leftover mushroom on each side of the so like coin slot as well. Just going to sort of brush it off. Mm. I actually, you, you know what? I, hang on a minute. And I think Lovejoy goes over to his trousers, which are hanging over the side of the bed, and like fishes around in the, in the pocket of the trouser and pulls out like a piece of lint 
and looks at it and goes, you never know when this will come in handy. That could, that could start a raging fire that could and just pops that in the top of the, the coin box. Oh, thank you for your donation. <laughs> well, you mentioned it, son. I am feeling particularly generous today. Well, uh, today is the day. Yeah, Celebration guys. time. Oh. Should we go? Should we go? Should we go? Oh, if yeah. we must. We don't want to be rude to our hosts, do we? Yeah. Not any more rude than we would have been already, I suppose. <laughs> I feel a right pillock last night, dropping that plate and using that magic and then spraying me ray of frost all around in that up that tube. <laughs> do you guys mind if we look to the blacksmith before we do the celebration? Um, I totally left my dagger in that cave and I want to see if I can grab another one. Oh, and they might yeah, have cool yeah. stuff. Like yeah. blacksmiths always have cool stuff. I bought some yeah. stuff that was. Hey, I have right. some Hammers. ancient blacksmithery tools that I could have a wee look see at. Absolutely, Biko. Right. Nice. Gilded. Is that far? Mm. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Let's go. You would have noticed on your way to the tavern, the blacksmith on the way. So you know it's actually not too far. It's the building off to the um, east of where you currently are. Uh, so it won't take long. You, you guys head downstairs. Uh, Wilfred gives you a bit of a wave. Excited for the uh, celebrations today, I bet. Oh, it's going to be great. I, I think there's going to be pies, right? There's going to be pies? There's going to yeah, be pies. pies on there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> any other brews in, Wilfred, for the celebration? Brews in? Yeah, any other brews? Oh, on tap. on tap. Right. Uh, just Caldera's finest. <laughs> Nothing else, then? Nothing else. Uh... Can you call right. it the Just, finest if there's only one? <laughs> <laughs> it's got no competition. Yeah. It has to be the finest, also, clearly the it's finest. It's also Caldera's worst. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a short trip over to um, the blacksmith. The blacksmith uh, has, it's almost like uh, two separate buildings. It looks like a house attached to uh, the sort of smithy area. But it also looks like just in that front area is a, a store of some sort as well. You can look through the doors and see that there's like a general store and blacksmith kind of joined joined together. Um, there's no one at the blacksmithing area at the moment when you when you approach. Vico's going to clap. Barris, blacksmith man. <laughs> um. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and you can just hear one minute, um, and you know you can hear some uh, things moving about in sort of the, the the store area of the building. Um, and you look in, and he takes off this this store kind of uh, apron and hooks it up on this hook. He grabs his blacksmith apron and puts it on, and uh, and comes walking out. And uh, Barris. Is quite a tall, built Barris, yeah. Um, is quite a tall guy. Uh, he's got fiery red hair, which is quite uh, medium in length, like it's covering a lot of his ears. Um, and he's uh, very, very tall. He's about six foot three. He looks like he, he, he weighs about 120 kilo in muscle. Um, and uh, the only other mainly distinguishing feature is he's got a, an eye patch over his um, right <laughs> His right eye. Um, He's just laughing at his disability there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Wayne's World, the guy with the eye. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding? I give my right eye. <laughs> um, 
Barris, Barris walks out uh, into the sort of the smithing area. Um, says, oh, it's you lot. What, what might I do for you? Hi, I'm Biko, Lovejoy, Gildan. Uh, we're going to buy some cool stuff, hopefully, and maybe you can blacksmith the things with the hammers and this. That would be so good, man. He, he's kind of, he's overwhelmed with, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there. Slow down there. What are, so you're Biko. Biko right here. And the others? Lovejoy. Pleased to meet you, Barris. And he puts his hand out to shake. Uh, this enormous hand just wraps around yours uh, and, and, and shakes it. There's a... Look, it's strong, but it's, but it's gentle enough. He, he, he's not trying to hurt you. Uh, he's not trying to show any strength. He doesn't seem to feel the need to do that. Um, but, it's a, but it is a strong hand. Uh, and, uh, and you? Oh, uh, good morning. Uh, Gildan Glowbone... Uh, Pilor's uh, representative in this area. I just reach out and shake his hand. I, and he shakes yours as well. Gildan, when he qu- takes his hand away, oh. you'll find there is a brochure in it. <laughs> what are oh, he's like? Pilor. What do we? What do we have here? And he opens Gildan, it up and just. Oh, okay. Um, just if you all- have any questions later on, just you know, uh, I can answer anything. Uh, some. Really good stuff in that, if you read that. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, uh, if, I have any, if I have any questions, I'm sure I'll ask there. Thanks, uh, Gildan. And um, he, he runs his hand through, like, the side of his hair and reveals, like, one of his ears is, is quite pointed. It looks to be, like, an elven ear. Um, and then he puts his hands on his, on his hips and he says, So what is it uh, you guys need on the morning of... Uh, Aristotle's festival. Well, if you don't mind, uh, I kind of lost another dagger. <laughs> you know, me losing all the daggers, but have you got some I can buy from you with my money? Like, we can make a trade. Like, I'll give you the money, you give me the dagger, and it could be a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I've got something lying around here. Just uh, one minute. Um, and this is when you sort of see what is uh, behind the smithing area. You can see that he's been working on a few bits and pieces as Todd had mentioned, a lot of it is just not used. There's not a lot of conflict here in Caldera, so it all looks pristine. Um, let's have a quick look. I've got a list of stuff that he has. Uh, let me send that link to you guys if you want to see it, or I can sort of mm. give you, um, there you go, just in the chat there. So this is like a huge list of stuff that I found. We are looking in the limited stock column. So he's got... Uh, a few bits and pieces. What he does have is he does have. Um, he comes back with a with a dagger, um, and he, he's he's sort of balancing it on one of his fingers. He's like, "You're not going to see craftsmanship like that just anywhere. This is a Barris special." And he sort of flicks it up and catches it by the handle and like throws it down into a block of wood in front of him. Um, normally, I'd okay. sell that for about two gold pieces, but I don't. Uh, Honestly, I don't get much sales through this part of my store. Pico's going to reach over and grab it and be like, oh, yes, just like the one that I had, but it's better and it's different. Um, <laughs> did you say two gold? And Pico's going to reach into his pouch and drop two gold over to the Oh, oh okay, yeah, thanks. Thank you. And he grabs um, the two gold, um, puts it into his, uh, he's got a little uh, like bum bag on the front of his 
<laughs> on the side of his nice. He's, he unzips it and puts it in. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210, bump bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neon green. Um, oh, one more thing. Do you do you sharpen with the old slicey chuppity chuppity yum yum on the metals? Can you do that? I've, I'm hoping you can sharpen my um, mushroom filleting knife in this sweet dagger you got me. Do you, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Can, I, can you do it? Do you mind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you uh, leave them with me, I'm sure I can sharpen them up by, by midday. Thank you. And uh, Biko puts both his uh, daggers onto the bench. Guys, guys, do you want to purchase all your... This is the guy, he's the blacksmith guy. Well, let me ask you this, my old mucker. Do you have anything lying around that you think might be worth a bob or two, but you've got no use for it anymore? Um, uh, maybe. Uh, let me just, let me take a look. Um, are you talking like old tools or what are you... Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Old tools, collectibles, knickknacks, bric-a-brac, that sort of thing. Right. Um, well, I've got these. And he reaches under this, uh, opens up this small drawer and pulls out these well-worn tools. He says, I've had these for a long time, but it was about time I stepped up my game and created some of my own, something newer, something that could withstand some of the stuff that I do here. Uh, and he pulls these very old worn tools out and places them down uh, in front of you. And uh, if I may be so bold, where did you get these tools? Uh, I believe uh, Waterdeep, uh, maybe five, ten years back. Right, yeah. Ten years old. That's what a legacy. <laughs> that, that, that is old, isn't it? <laughs> older than those kids. Yeah, like, oh, goodness <laughs> me. Should be able to really find a buyer. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, they've had a lot of use. So they're just fucked. They're not particularly old. They're just fucked. Okay. Yeah. Well, Correct. I tell you what. You once, once you make your own set of tools, you give me another call. If you find anything else that's maybe a wee bit older, you you give me a call. But yeah, these are very interesting. Yeah, lovely stuff. Okay. Um. I think uh, he starts... What sort of gear are you guys... Uh, is visible on what you guys uh, have? Is, is your mace visible, I guess? Yeah, yeah it's a f- uh, easy to grab on my belt. I've got a backpack on, uh, a candle on top of my head, um, <laughs> chain mail. Right, right. Um, Lovejoy, what's, what sort of equipment do you have? I've got a scimitar. Um, <clears throat> so he'd see my scimitar. You'd probably see my, my pocket watch. Oh, yeah. Um, which is reasonably decorative. And I think he'd see, he'd probably see my quarter stuff, but that's not metal as such. That's kind of wood with maybe some, some metal banding mm, on it. Mm. Oh, also, I'm wearing a gold bracelet. Oh, yeah. I got some other gold crap all over me that I've got out of the, uh, like a locket that is being valued. A handkerchief in your top front pocket. Mm hmm. Looking a bit fancy there. Yeah. And what Biko, what sort of gear? So you've got your daggers. Uh, obviously, he knows you've got. You've handed over your daggers and yep. some, um, little filleting knife. Is there anything else um, that you've got on you? So Biko's got a, a short bow and a backpack of stuff and his, his leather armor and garb. Okay, cool. Um, he's he's eyeing up just you three. He says, you know, it's not very often we get people around here, it's especially new people. Um, and you look like you've you look well equipped. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, grace up competition. Yes, I love it. Um, um, well, 
A, gr- a what competition? With, with, the, with the push and the ground and you do it real quick like that. Come on, come on. That's what you mean, right? Well equipped with the... With the well, with I wanted... The guns? Look, you're not far <laughs> off. If I, Biko, you're not far off. I wanted to show you all something. I'm quite proud of this. Oh. I don't have many people I can show this <laughs> off to. Um, and he walks into this back door behind the smithing shed. And he Uh-oh. comes back with this enormous battle axe. Like, it is enormous. Um, it's not quite finished. It doesn't look like it's had all the adornments attached to it. It doesn't look like it's been polished up. It doesn't look quite as sharp as it could be. He says, I've been working on this for quite some time, but I've never really gotten around to finishing it off. But also, I don't know who would use it should I finish it. And he places it. It's not even, Placing is the wrong word. He, he, he drops it down onto the counter in front of him. And it's just heavy, just down onto the counter. Um, and he looks at you, Biko, and says, go on, try and pick it up. Challenge, yeah, 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 yeah. Biko's going to rub his hands and like, spit in both of them, rub it through his hair, limber up, and then he's going to bend down and with all his strength, just lift. Okay, give me a strength roll. Whee! Is that the right one? No. That's strength. Whoa. Strength saved? Save. That one? Uh, oh, the other button. Unlucky boy. Uh, it's roll, roll. Oh, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same oh. uh, roll, I think. It's just the D20 plus two. It's just the plus two, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we can we can okay. take that first roll. That's no problem. Um, Bigo, this thing, like, looks heavy when you, when you step up to it, right? It just looks so heavy. And... Um, Barris is, uh, has his arms crossed with a bit of a smug look on his face. You saw how how much effort it required for him to carry it, and he's got his arms crossed looking down at you. And you plant your feet, and you grab it, like, right underneath the head of the uh, axe and right at the base of the handle, and just with all your might, you just push down and lift it up, and you manage to get it up off the counter. Um, and Barris is, is suitably... Uh, impressed um, and he says you may have just given me reason to finish that thing off <laughs> yes 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 add those sharpie bits to it oh, it'll be great uh, looking forward to it embarrassed this is this is serious man you could like imagine if you got like a really bad frog you went bah! it would just be paste but don't do that to frogs that's like maybe wood or if you you got to name a weapon like that, you could call it the Toad Paster. <laughs> yes, Gildan. Gildan is good at thinking. <laughs> um, and he steps back, you place that back down, or drop it back down into place. Um, and Barry says, if uh, any of you others want to have a try as well, I'm not sure any of you could do what Pico here has done. I'm quite impressed. Go on, Gildan. You're a tank man. What? You can well, lift me. up. No worries. You're, you're a muscle-bound individual. Hmm. Well, not really. I'm just large and Late strong. He's pretty strong, this fella. Oh yeah, I did feel. I think some muscles are appearing on the surface. They're slowly bubbling up after I. That's how it works. Well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, oh, I rolled a two plus one. Uh, it is surprisingly heavy. Uh, it looks heavy, and it is heavier than you anticipated. Biko made it look almost easy, um, but you, you can't even lift. Uh, you can't lift the head of that axe off can't. at all. You can't even lift. No. Uh, do, you, uh, do you even lift? No, <laughs> I don't. Well, I'm just going to, oh, and I'm just going to, oh, my back. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh no. 
Listen to that. Rico, get in there. He's... No, 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 big, no. Hold on. I'm just going to back away from the bench. Oh, and I think I will try again another time. Barris has a hearty chuckle. Now that's what I was expecting from the little one. <laughs> he just sort of is enjoying every moment of that. Um, what and- a guy. While you go, while you're talking to him, there's more people heading south now, and people are now like uh, coming up to you and almost linking arms with you and trying to lead you, but all south now. Um, <laughs> uh, people are very excited. They're about to begin. It's about to begin, and everyone uh, is moving now down to the south. Yes. Before we get dragged off by the by the crowd yeah, yeah. which I would I wouldn't allow okay. um okay. I want to I want to lean into Barris and say Barris guy can I ask you something on the down low a little bit keep it quiet kind of thing um, yeah yeah sure I, and I don't I don't mean to disrespect you or your premises but what's your attitude to uh using the old bit of uh, the old swishy bit of the old magic around here in your workshop is that something you'd ever do or see or how would you feel about magic in general? Oh, magic is a rather delicate subject here in Caldera, uh, Lovejoy. <clears throat> I'm not from here originally. <laughs> no, I, uh, no one is apparently. <laughs> there are some who are born within the Calderan walls. Not that there are walls, it's more of a <laughs> incline. Oh. <laughs> valley of sorts. Um... I've only been here uh, for maybe 10 years. Um, Just like your tools. <laughs> Bought them new. What a deep. Who's this Johnny come lately? He can't tell us anything. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm a little more used to using magic than some of the people here. Uh, oh, are you a caster yourself, Barris? Uh, I'm not, but I, uh, I'm not against people using them uh, in helpful ways. Right. Okay. Have you got anything out the back that's a bit broken that you need? <laughs> <laughs> that you need <laughs> uh, what can you do with these tools? I mean, these tools are pretty had it. <laughs> well, I mean, whilst it would be completely against my own interest to restore them to as new. Um, I'm going to look for, I see a pair of pliers that they're just kind of loose. They're not, they're not as they should be. And there's a crack right through the, that pivot point of the middle yeah. of the pliers. Yeah. And I just put my hand over it and I say, when I lift my hand up, Barris, these pliers, they are going to be good as new. All right. And I lift my hand up after casting mending on these pliers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll uh, a D20 here. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, you lift your, your hand up, uh, and they are not as new because you know you can't rewind time on a lot of the wear and tear. But that that uh, crack across it is now completely repaired. Um, and he picks it up and he's opening and closing the pliers like, <laughs> okay, oh this is fantastic. Oh, I guess I just saved myself a few silver. Thank you. I did arrest them if you like. That might be something we can talk about. When there's fewer people around, if that's okay, Lovejoy. Absolutely, my friends. You won't find any judgment here. I don't mean to disrespect anyone, but I do want to uh, make you aware that my services can be bought and paid for. The first one's free. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, if anyone understands the the uh, value of of uh, creation and, and uh, of tools and and weaponry and armory, and I get it, I get it. Uh, and just like just like you, I'll be expecting payment for my work as well. That's great. That's uh, we're all. Uh, well, I'm not buying <laughs> all in agreement. I mean, I, if I was, I would obviously pay for it. But yeah, we agree. All right. So yeah, there's now more, more and more people who are very keen to to move you along, and they obviously are seeing that. Um, what's Biko? Is Biko sort of getting excited with the people approaching? Biko would totally vibe with the crowd, like just link his arms and dance a little bit. All right. If someone hops next to him, he'll jump a little bit higher. Gildan, you see Biko being basically uh, guided south past uh, the church and and away from you, looking incredibly happy. The two people that are walking with him are also very happy. They're singing and dancing as they, as they head south. Wait for me. Celebration! <laughs> Hold on, wait for me. <laughs> I, I um, lumber behind holding my back, uh, trying to... Yeah, there's a couple of people who are walking um, with you as well. They haven't really said much to you yet, but they are like looking at your armor and they're looking at the weaponry. You got that little candle on your head, and they're kind of whispering to themselves. And and uh, they seem quite enamored with just with you and and, and how you look. Um, and then Lovejoy at the back, <laughs> just swatting people away from him. I think is that right? Just like not wanting to be dragged. Yeah, trying to. Subtly, but not too subtly, make sure he's under his own steam and not being touched. Mm, right, 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 right. Uh, and they, that's it. They, they get the message straight away, um, but they still walk with you. As a group, there's maybe 12 people walking with you three now. Um, and you can see uh, as the road loops around um, from the south and off to the east, you can see a small well in a little clearing and some market stalls uh, that have been set up as well. Um, and what you can see is that there is just there are ribbons and people uh, everywhere. There are tables that are just packed with food. Um, uh, Wilfred has a, a little uh, drinks stall there that he's got a couple of big um, barrels of booze there uh, that he's he's pouring and giving to people. Um, and it definitely looks like celebrations are slowly sort of starting to to, to kick off. Um, did I see a hand go up? I wasn't sure if I saw a hand. Oh, no, I'm just saying no no booze for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the, by, by the time you get there, there's a lot more people. It feels like this whole area of, of Caldera is now full of people. There's even some people on some instruments playing music. Um, people are in, doing dances around the well um, and Gildan you've noticed there's like a little table that's been seemingly set up in, in <clears> your <throat> honour it just has like this handwritten sign that says Gildan's gambling table um, oh. and there's like two or three of the older gentlemen uh, of Caldera seated at this table sort of just patiently waiting watching people dancing and eating and they've each got a uh, a little tankard of, of uh, Caldera's ale that they're, they're drinking. Um, what, is, what else is around you? There's also uh, there's a bunch of what, like games and stuff that uh, are around and they've been set up in this area. There's a uh, what looks like like a bobbing for apples store, um, but 
the more you watch it, the less it makes sense. People, you can see one person is um, it's their turn and they push their head into the water to try what you think is to, to grab a, an apple. And they push their head deeper under the water and then they come up and there's no apple and the, everyone around is just like, way And they're celebrating and super excited. And one by one, people are taking turns at what looks like pushing these apples under the surface and returning to the surface with no apple and there are chairs and when enough of the apples are uh, uh, no longer in the stool someone is putting more in to help keep them keep the number of apples and there's like two or three sucking those apples down (laughs) with one well you don't know you're not not sure but there's two or three of these large troughs that these (laughs) this is the start of like a Jordan Peele movie where you just notice that something is slightly off and you think that's fucking weird (laughs) and by the end of it everyone's murdering us (laughs) there's um there's like an axe throwing stall uh, as well and there are like targets and in the middle of each of the targets is a, a a stick that's shaped very much as being carved specifically to to look like a, a wand um and there's like a, a sign that says proudly built uh by broken wand owner uh wilfred barman oh, so this has been <laughs> supplied by wilfred himself um and it seems to be pretty simple people are lining up people are throwing axes uh, with the aim of breaking the wands there's no prizes the prize is that you've broken the wand the X wound, you might say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, there's children. Children are running around, <laughs> sort of, God. just in the sort of the southern yes. area out in this field. There, you can see kids uh, are running down to this little creek and, and back, um, with these little pails of water. Like they're running down to the creek, getting a pail of water, coming running back. And there's a guy that's dressed all in orange with like material that's kind of flicked up. Um, and they're trying to throw the water at this guy um, as if to douse him, effectively. It's slowly becoming more and more obvious. Like you, can, a flame. You, can hear, you can hear some of the kids shouting out, um, uh, fire, like, Fireball Freddy. We've got to put out Fireball Freddy. And so it seems the little game that these kids are playing is all about dousing uh, this fireball. It doesn't seem to end, though. Every time Freddy gets splashed... Uh, he'll fall to the ground and then uh, mime flickering back to life and get up and chase after the kids and the kids are running down to the creek to get more water to put him out Um, there's also a a bunch of dancing happening Uh, people are celebrating and dancing Um, how would you guys what what would be taking your interests we'll start with Gildan Gildan would be heading directly for the gambling table (laughs) (laughs) What sort of what sort of game would you be expecting to see there? Uh, well, I have dice on me. Oh right. But, um, okay. Uh, I think you show up at the you, you show up at that table and it's specifically got your name written on it, right? And Gildan's gambling table. And these guys are sitting there. There doesn't seem to be anything on the table. And so when you arrive with your, uh, you kind of think, ah, oh, maybe they they need. Dice, but they maybe they don't even know what they're gambling here, um, and, and they instantly uh, move their oh. attention to you. Uh, what are we doing here? What, what's the game? What's the game? Oh, yeah. So you guys are gamblers, are you? <laughs> I think so. I've never you really done it. 
never really done it before, but Edric said uh, it was going to be a lot of fun. And he pulls up oh. this little pouch of copper coins and uh, sort of empties them out onto the table. And the other one goes, oh, right, right, and gets his money out and puts that onto the table as well. Right, so what do we do here? Um, are you? The question for Gildan is, are you wanting to play a fair game? Are you going to try and dupe them? What's the what's the goal? Oh, no, it's a fair game, fair okay. game. Um, whoever rolls the highest dice is the winner and uh, keeps the money. Okay, all right. What's uh, What sort of dice is it just a... A, like a D6? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And is it just one, just the one D6 that you've placed? Like you put that one dice in the middle of the table? Yeah, we each get one. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So it's one on one. Yeah. But So how much money are you going to bet? Oh. I would just recommend all of it. Well, but then I might only get one game. But it'll be a good one. <laughs> uh, can you give me a charisma roll? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, I actually got a plus three for charisma. Seventeen plus three. <laughs> He's like, uh yeah, all right. And he just like pushes the, all the coins. Uh, it's like a pile. Of, it's only like thirty copper coins, right? Like, okay. And the other three guy, gold pieces. What? Is that? That, that's three gold pieces, isn't it? Oh no, that's three silver pieces. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not much. It's yeah. And the other guys does the same. He's got a little bit more, and he just okay, all right then. And they push it out. Um, the first guy rolls, and he rolls a one. He goes, oh my gosh, is it is it highest or lowest? It's uh, the right one. H- highest. Oh. I, I rolled a four. And the second player What'd rolls. The both of them roll a one. But I just, that's what I've rolled. And they're both going, oh, best two out of three. Best two out of three. Yeah, if you've got some money. Uh, And I just uh, scoop up the money, (laughs) put it into my arms box. Yeah. Um, Please tell your friends, tell your friends to come. (laughs) And you spend a lot of time here as more and more people come and go and play this amazing thing that they've never played before. The rules are very simple, but they're loving it. There's a bit of winning, there's a bit of losing, but everyone seems to be having a great time. And what started with just like a couple of older gentlemen and you at the table slowly fills up to uh, maybe two or three deep crowd wanting to play. Um, Biko. What is, what is taking Biko's attention? Uh, Biko is so excited. <laughs> He's going to be running around, like half chasing some of the kids, running through the crowd and like doing a little jump where he doesn't need to. Uh, and he's going to look around at the first game with the apple bobbing. He's like, oh, and he's going to run off to the axe throw. And he's like, oh, run over to the kids. And eventually he's going to give the axe throwing a crack. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I, can I, with the, yeah, yeah. Can I have a turn? Can I have a turn? Okay, cool. So there's, there's um, a, just a, a woman you haven't seen before who's, who sees you approaching. She goes, oh, nice to see you. You want to come to have a go at the throwing the axes, are you? All right. Yeah. Well, it's the aim is see those evil looking ones at the back there if you can hit one you win and she pulls out this little hand axe she goes now you sp- I don't know I think she's talking to you like she thinks you're an odd child like you're quite small 
She, I don't think she's seen a hill dwarf before, but she, she definitely sounds like she's kind of... Now, you be safe with this now, okay? They're not too heavy, so you shouldn't have any problems. Um, and you're welcome to, to give it a throw. All I need from you is like a dex, uh, a dex throw, basically. Whee! Biko rolls a 15 plus 2 for 17. He's going to like, oh, oh, yep. Yeah. Perfect hit. Just strikes, just crack. As two parts of the wand split, like drop down onto the ground. She goes, oh, you've done this before, have you? That was a mighty throw for a little one like you, isn't it? Thank you. You want to have another go? Yes, please. <laughs> like the Biko is just like, yay. Um, yeah, give me, give me another roll. Wow. Biko rolls a 14 plus 2 for 16. This Crack. time he's going to try left hand. And just beautiful, just like slam straight, square in the middle of another one. And two in a row, you've managed to get quite a bit of a crowd there watching and, and enjoying seeing this. Um, and you, you, you've, what I'll get from you actually, um, what might be a good roll? Uh, I'll get a charisma roll from you as well actually, just a standard charisma save. Biko rolls a six plus nothing for six. Okay, what's like it starts off everyone being quite excited to see how good you are at throwing this. You just take turn after turn cracking these different wands, right? And they keep replacing them with new ones and they start replacing them just with sticks because they're running out of the specific carved ones. And there are other people who are throwing who are now sort of stopping and watching your technique and you offer to like help them with their techniques and what starts as everyone being excited is you can't really articulate like how you do it and people are just like throwing them wildly and no one's really improving and slowly people are not really listening to what you're telling them they're just going back to their own techniques but that's kind of how you spend a lot towards the guy dressed as a fire (laughs) (laughs) just flinging off the side yeah (laughs) Uh, what about uh, Lovejoy? Um, I think Lovejoy would have rocked up and the first thing he would have been interested in was Gildan's gambling, but seeing the crowd and Gildan gather there, he would have been like, oh, okay, no bother, I'll, I'll leave him to it. And then the second thing he would have been interested in was the axe throwing. And then seeing uh, Biko and his crowd there, like, oh, that's okay, I guess I'll... And then he turns and he just sees the apple-bobbing guy <laughs> and just catches his eye and he's... <sighs> and he wanders over to the apple bobbing. Like what's uh, what's going on here then? And like, it's mainly kids playing this that you've sort of walked over, and he goes, "Oh, uh, you know, it's like feeding Aristotle, right? right? Apples are magic. Yeah, you're a little bit old to be playing this when you just got to push the apples down to the the creature, and the creature eats it." It's like, it is like the substitute for Aristotle magic is the apples feeding them to the crew. Uh-huh. You can give it a go if you like. Um, I d- no, I don't. I don't I, no, I don't need to be giving it a go. I just, I was, you know, like when adults, like, like, no, I won't tell that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we're both probably unenthusiastic about it. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't need to be... Uh, that's my voice. Sorry, um, don't need to be giving it a go. Just, uh, just, I'll just watch. 
Right. He and he, knows he feels his, like a nonce. He's um, his children. He's kind of just like. He, it doesn't look like he's enjoying himself that much either, and he's just there to like make sure the kids. He's doing it. He's no, he's just making sure the kids aren't drowning. He's just subs- yeah. like supervising, and he's just all right. Yeah, just push it down a little bit lower. You're all right. You've got it. Um, and he nice notices. Weather. He notices you nice like weather here today. Yeah, yeah. It's always quite nice. Um, yeah. That's a quite a nice uh, pocket watch you got there. What? Is, tell me about that. Is there a story behind well, that? There is. There is a story behind this. I got this from a seventh generation clockmaker. I did. No. Do you have you... any idea how much this is worth? This is worth an absolute packet. This is this this pocket watch. Well, what do you th- what do you think about this one? And he pulls out his own little pocket watch. I only noticed your pocket watch because I am quite taken Ooh. by pocket watches myself. And he, sh- and he pulls out um, this. He goes, I, honestly, I don't know much about it. I've had it. It's been in the family for mm. a few generations, but I don't really know much about it. And it's got this like shield and sword emblem on the front of it and pops it open and it's still in working condition. It's a bit dirty in there, but he's like, well, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? That's, that- oh, that's a nice piece, that is. Can I have a wee look at that? Yeah, 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 and he, uh, yeah, yeah. You see that emblem there? You see that emblem there? Yeah. That means it's an original Derek. Derek? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of them? No. Have you heard of them? No, are they? No? In- well, they're ancient clockmakers, they are. They're some of, the, some of the finest in the business, they are. Wow, does that mean it's better than yours? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It does not. It does not mean that. But it's, I tell you what, it's knocking on the door. Oh. Ooh, how much would you, would you ever let this go? Well... You said it's been in the family. It's been in the family. It has been in the family for. I'm not overly keen. Why would you, would you? You think it's worth something? I I I I think it. I think it might be. Yeah. How, mu- how much? Think, you, how much? Well, you it's, it's hard to say. It's quite dirty. Have you, have you kept good care of it? It's not like, have you had it serviced? Oh, there's no one here in Caldera that could no, service no, it. No, no service. I'm honestly a little surprised it's still going. 30, so am I now looking at it. I think. Oh, I'd say anywhere between sort of three and twenty gold pieces. Are you three hundred and twenty gold pieces? No, 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 no. three, <laughs> three gold pieces oh. and twenty gold. But was that that's the Somewhere. range? Hey, Somewhere can you just there. look after the stool for a bit? I've got another couple of pieces back at my house. It's just a couple of minutes away. I'll be back, and you can just look after the kids. Well, I wouldn't really. No, 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 you'll be, be great. After. Just make sure none of well, them drown. Well, there's no liability back. here. If <laughs> he one just, of the kids drown... Before you can say anything, oh. he disappears. Um, oh. can, I, can I get a uh, charisma saving throw from you as well? And now you can choose if you want whether or not that's a disadvantage if you don't really care about the kids. All the children. I don't want anyone to drown. No, no, that's about how charismatic <laughs> you are with them. Disadvantage. <laughs> there we yeah. go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, Oh, Whoa. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go sixteen plus five, so it's twenty-one. So even at disadvantage, a roll of twenty-one. They, um, no matter how how disinterested you seem to be, the kids yeah, absolutely love what you're wearing. Yeah. They love how you look. They're so excited that they haven't seen you before. They keep going, Mister, Mister, what? Tell me about. Tell me yeah, something about. Down the bottom oh, there. Oh, the how do I play? How do I play? Oh, the apple. That's it. Get the uh, apple down. Uh, yeah. Am I supposed to eat an apple? What's okay. going on? Yeah, no, yeah, do that. So you spend that. more time than you thought you would looking after these kids. They're loving it. It's up to Lovejoy whether or not he is. Um, and sooner, uh, soon enough, 
the um, the original stall supervisor comes over and he's just got little trinkets. Just uh, his arms are full of trinkets, and um, there's just a big smile on his face uh, as he approaches you with the idea of continuing this conversation. And this is how a lot of um, the day goes for all of you. And and before too long, uh, the sun is starting to set, and um, there are a few people start moving out of some of the different homes uh, that is on the outside of the, the market area. Um, and they seem to be dressed as different magical spells. Uh, and they are moving out from different homes and congregating in the market. And people all cheer and start forming around them. And they, uh, the music sort of steps up a bit more, gets a bit more uh, rhythm to it as the ones dressed as fire spells and, and lightning spells and frost spells they all start heading towards the church in a line and the, everyone around them is following in behind um, and it just leads down uh, this, this congregation heading towards um, the church and some of the people that are following are holding their arms out as if in front of them as if they're holding like a giant boulder it's kind of it's not taken seriously it's kind of tongue in cheek it's just like they're holding like a big invisible boulder, right? It's obviously symbolizing the pipe within within the church. Um, and the congregation moves off as as uh, leaving you guys kind of there in the market. Not everyone's going. There are some other people that are still working at the food stalls and setting up other little bits and pieces. Um, would, uh, are you interested in following to see what they're doing down at the church? Yep, Okay. You follow yeah. on um, along with the congregation. There's a lot of singing and cheering and happiness to their steps as they make their way oh. into the church. And one by one, each of the members of that congregation move towards the void and they just place their hands over uh, the pipe and into the void before breaking away from that line. And uh, each person steps up. Some of them are saying something under there sort of just quietly to themselves placing their hands into the void and then breaking away and letting the person behind them go. And it just seems to everybody seems to know what they're doing. Is that something you guys are going to join in on or are you just wanting to just watch take place? I want to find someone and ask if I should throw another ray of frost into the pipe if people would like that. Uh, who are you? Is it just a random, random person? Yeah. Oh, actually, I'll ask. I'll deliberately seek out one of the people dressed as a frost. Oh, spell. okay. I'll be like, "Oi, oi, you there? Excuse me, excuse me. Do you reckon I could? Do you reckon I should throw? Because I could actually do one of these spells. I was in here last night doing them. I was chucking them all in the pipe, and they were loving it. Should I? Do you reckon I should? Should and I a throw away a, a frost? A few people have sort of heard you say that, and they're looking about a little excited. Um, and they and you can look over and and Daria is sort of dressed as is the one that you've now noticed is dressed as the like the, a lightning spell. It's very lightning themed, and um, she says, "Yeah, this is the, this is the place. This is the time. This is this is a celebration for you. If you need this to accept and understand Aristel, then please cast away." Seems like a bit of fun, doesn't it? I'll um I'll play up to it a bit. Behold, Aristel's hole. And then I'll cast Ray of Frost at the at the pipe. Yeah, give us a, a roll to hit. Oh dear. 
That's right. It is just an ACF5, so it's, it's all good. So you managed to launch that across, and again, this time the whole church has like gone quiet when, you, when you've sort of said that that was going to take place. Everyone's sort of holding their breath and clasping their hands in front of them and watching intently as you cast Ray of Frost across the room. And it soars across the room, enters that void, and it just disappears. And at that point, the church just erupts with cheering and praises for Aristotle and how exciting it is to have you lot here um, in Caldera. Uh, and then from outside, there's just this explosion bang and then boom and outside now there are just fireworks being led off up into the sky to celebrate uh you and everything that is aristal the fact that caldera now has three new permanent residents